This is the Advanced Selling Podcast. The aim of this podcast is to help business sales teams grow their business with modern strategies and philosophies. Now, your hosts, Bill Kasky and Brian Neal. In this episode of the Advanced Selling Podcast, we refer to this as being a video podcast, and actually it's not because we had some technical difficulties. We will let you know when it's up on uh, one of the uh, video sharing sites so you can watch it, but uh, you'll still get a lot out of this podcast anyway in its audio form. Back at the Advanced Selling Podcast, Bill Kasky. Brian Neal, video podcast day, huh? Video podcast day, and we have behind the camera the ultimate sales chick. I thought that was her back there. Brooke Green. On her tippy toes. Yep. Terrible... Uh, Terrible news about uh, the Continental Pilot. You're a pilot. Oh, I saw that. You're I am. A pilot. But I'm not current. So people that no. fly here, I'm a pilot, and they go, hey, you want to go flying? I'm not current. Means I'm just I'm, I'm sure. You, pilot's cool because once you're a pilot, you're always a pilot. But pilots nice are thing. calm. You know, we teach salespeople to be calm. And, and when a prospect says to you, um, your price is 20% too high, we, yeah. we teach calmness, patience. You know, well, tell yeah. me a little bit more about that. And I'm wondering if the, the um, pilot that died in the cockpit, yeah, what the co-pilot said when he came on, on the speaker. Yeah, uh, they said I don't know if he said anything, but I guarantee they were calm. They're prepared. Okay. Literally, when you when you train to be a pilot, when you get your pilot's license, the, the best way to think of it is you're, you're constantly prepared to act right before you die. That's what they train wow. you to do. Yeah, it's like you know you're going down the runway, and your your instructor will go, "There's a deer running across the runway," and you and you, you just have to go, "Oh, okay, then I'll just do this." <laughs> That's what you have to do. <laughs> Or the engine's on fire. We're on fire. We're on fire. There's smoke in the cockpit. And you go, oh, okay. I'll just do this then. That's what you have to do. <laughs> well, so when, the, when your buddy keels over next to you, Ed? Ed? <laughs> Ed? Or I wonder if the co-pilot okay. said, uh, okay, we're flying at 35,000 feet today, flying over the great Rockies. And uh, the pilot's just uh, just uh, keeled over. Yeah, probably not going to make it. Not and good. we're going to be at our destination within an hour. It's bad. Sad for that case. Very terrible. Very just good. awful. Awful. Anyway. Podcast today, we're going yep. to talk about two things. Yep. Uh, you've got a picture to draw, but we also want to address... And you gave it away. It's a secret. Okay. First off, we've got a letter from a, a viewer, a listener slash viewer. Yeah. Uh, do you want to read it? or sure. uh, can, it's, read it. can you paraphrase? That's a long... This guy's Patrick, not from Australia. Patrick did a great job. No, he's not. No, he's not. Patrick Norris? Oh, uh, oh I can't to, say his name. Say we'll cut it. Yeah. Patrick, we'll cut I won't say well, where he works, but let's just say he works at Hotmail. <laughs> uh, it says, I'm a new subscriber to your podcast, but I'm already a big fan, and I appreciate you providing this valuable sales training for free. Thank you, Patrick, for reminding us how much money we're leaving on the table doing this. Uh, kidding. I've been selling for years, uh, but getting into the same rut or vicious cycle ever so often, I was wondering if you could help me with it. Okay, so here's the question. Are you listening? I am. Advanced, or, you know, we're the advanced selling. She's the, the sales trick. Yep. Uh, listen closely. I sell for a staffing solutions provider, pr primarily in the IT arena. And when I get a few good clients in-house, they keep me and my team so busy that my prospecting essentially stops. We're a small outfit, few resources, so I'm involved in everything from job order sub uh, submission uh, through to the hiring process, background checks, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I think we do a great job for existing clients, but when my client staffing needs are fulfilled in the short term, I return to essentially an empty funnel because of my lack of prospecting. I admit it takes me some days to get back into the swing of prospecting, and I always experience some sales reluctance, but eventually I get back up to speed. Uh, I would do much better without these feast or famine cycles and was wondering what thoughts on the subject we might have. Very good question. That's a very good question. Pat. And a very typical question Pat. and problem. Okay, what do we do here, Bill? So what advice would you give him? I've got, I've got two thoughts. Yep. One thought is 
as I ask you the question. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you can answer. You go ahead. I think go you ahead. did that last night. <laughs> I did. Um, I did you know, one is about operational. My question would be, why is a person who is a sales and marketing and out there highly paid person messing around with the, the stuff that maybe you could virtually outsource in yeah. some way. Yeah, the implementation side. Yeah. Um, good question. But I, I, I know why it's important you do it because then it gets done and, and there is some, some value in having constant contact with your client. But I would say that, you know, uh, can I have your pen? Oh, please. Wait, a piece of paper. Sure. You got an yeah. extra piece uh, of paper. Do I? Because I know you've got a – oh, here, here we go. Can you zoom in on this? This is the visual representation of your time. You know, as a sales professional, we do a lot of things that are $1,000 an hour things, and we do some things that are $10 an hour things. And the $1,000 an hour things are things like, uh, can I use the word things in the same sentence sure. as many times I did? Uh, meeting with prospects, giving speeches, uh, meeting with clients, anything that's in the sales cycle. Okay, I'm going to pull this down now. Yep. Anything that's in the sales cycle are, are high-pay activities. But you also do $10 an hour work, and we just want to make sure that, Patrick, as you're looking at your business, that you um, outsource the low low price stuff. Yep, yep, that's good. I would also add to that, if I may, enhance your idea, which I like to do. React frequently. to that a little bit. And that that is um, sometimes it's because the business drives it, and sometimes it's because the salesperson can't let it go. And if it's because Pat can't let it go, then we have an issue. Mm-hmm. In this case. Uh, that's up for him to decide. Mm-hmm. Is that it, an insanity issue? No, I just think he, he, needs, to, he needs to figure out. Because some people, yeah. and I've got, I actually just came off a coaching call this morning where I've got someone who has a very difficult time letting other people do things because he thinks he's the only one that's capable of doing them correctly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one thing to look at. If it's an internal thing with you, you need to get more okay letting go. If it's an operational thing, like you were saying, Bill, then you need to find a way to um, to outsource that or to get other people to do it. Yeah. So um, let's talk about it in the sales cycle, though, because that, cycle, that funnel right. issue is an issue for everyone. Is yeah. Yeah, and the answer is obvious. This is no, I don't think, a, a fascinating, you know, brain surgery type answer. Um, the, the best thing I can uh, advice wise I give to my clients is to you've got to schedule these things like appointments, your prospecting time like appointments. Yeah. And I always ask people, okay, if your kid was getting their first communion, w- w- would you miss anything for that? The answer is likely no. You wouldn't mm-hmm. miss anything for your kid's first communion or your kid's high school graduation. And so, just south of that. Make an appointment that's just about as important, which is prospecting time. Yep. And mm-hmm. I have it on a regular recurring basis, so I know that wh- whenever it's ever Tuesday from 3 to 5 or some appointment with yourself, it never goes away. It's door-shutting time. You're unavailable, and all you're doing is prospecting work, no matter how busy the stuff is, because humans are resilient. We will, we will find a way. If I give you five things and... If I give you five things to do in 10 hours to do it or five things to do in two hours to do it, it's funny how you can... Yeah. You can yeah. get it done in both five or ten hours, whichever I ask. So here's another yep. twist to that, and that is okay. that in, if you don't want to do it on an hourly basis, you might set a goal for the number of people you want to reach out and connect with every week. And yep. maybe in your world it's only one. I, I don't. I think one good one is better than ten that don't get done. So, yeah, I would agree with that. Um, you know, if you Fully. have a goal at the beginning of the week, I want to reach out to five people who are what we'll call suspects or people that could be prospects. Make it a numeric goal, and then you can check yourself. And then you know, then you're not worrying about the hours. You're you're concerned about am I am I accomplishing the goal? Yeah. And with either of these situations another little uh, tool that we've in, uh, that I did for a long time with, with a friend of mine and that we've given the idea to some clients to use is to find someone that's, uh, for lack of a better word, it sounds a little puerile. You know what puerile means? I just used a big puerile? word. Maybe I'm saying it wrong. It. P-U-E-R-I-L-E. Puerile. Maybe I'm P-U-R-I-L-E. spelling it wrong. P-U-R-I-L-E. Childless. Childish. 
I didn't Childlike. Know that. Oh, it's a Latin derivative. It's one of my Latin derivatives from Latin class. You know I was president of Latin club in my high school? I, I you know. That, didn't you? <laughs> You've mentioned that. I like that. to say that. Anyway. Uh, is to find an accountability buddy. That's the childish part, the accountability buddy. Mm-hmm. And um, that is someone that you meet with on, on a weekly basis, and you just ch- check each other. You hold each yeah. other accountable. So like in your deal, Bill, you said, hey, I want to meet with 10 people. I sit down with you. It's lunch on Monday. I say, hey, how'd you do last week? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. only got to eight. So yeah. that, that's a nice little thing to uh, good. mechanism. Good idea. Too, so. Okay, we have one more thing today that we want to yeah. uh, go run past you and something it, you d- discovered. Uh, yeah, maybe just by something, accident. not even by accident. Well, uh, yeah, it just kind of reemerged. Uh, a In your client pure of ours. State. Uh, yeah, we got to look that up now. <laughs> we looked that up while we're doing this. Um, we, we, we talk a lot yeah, about how to right. communicate value, how to tell your story. And we've kind of gotten, we're kind of gravitating our own content away from the, what it might say, a list of things that we help companies do, which is still part of what we do, more into a story. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talk about a story being interesting and having a beginning, middle, and end, and all those sorts of things. So as I was trying to teach one of my clients this, I remember a client of ours, a guy named Dave, who will remain nameless, mm-hmm. that when he was describing to me his vision for his, his company, he did this, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to draw a picture for you here. Okay. Yeah, and so you'll see what's going on, and see, and, and you that are watching, there's this anticipation that comes along, and so I've just drawn this little picture here. Oh wait, hang on, there's more. See how you see that? See oh, that? Good huh? Move. You like that, didn't you? No, that was an accident actually. Here. And so when I when might explain to someone what we do, I might say the best thing I can do is to draw you a picture if if, if you don't mind, and I, I'm not a good artist, but but bear with me, this will help you. And so. So we start with here's me and and uh, uh, me and then here was be you. I wrote us there. Oh, hold it up, sorry. So here's me. Let me let me change this to from us to you. Yeah, essentially we've got you know these these different uh, arenas or different avenues of solutions for problems that we fix for people. And and this is one. This is two. This is three. And and then you likely in your business have certain issues or solutions that are down here. And so as we as we talk today. What will happen is you'll start to share some just challenges or issues with your business, and we'll start to fill in these dots down here, or you can, and then that that will then drive me of which of these to talk about up here. And we may find out we talk about all of them. We may talk about none of them or somewhere in between. So, And that's just one little version. The point is when you say, let me draw a picture for you, and you start to draw something, what does everybody do? What did you do, Bill? I looked. You look. I, yep. And you're you're anticipating. Attention, you want to see what's coming. You, like, oh, okay, well, what is this going to be? What's that going to be? Ooh, it looks like a spider. No, wait, it looks like a sun. So there's this natural <laughs> engagement that occurs when you do this. It's very different than when you when you do oh, it. Oh, it's your company. Uh, oh, oh, ta-da. I thought it was a sun. Um, when you, when you, yeah. Versus when you just say it, okay? Yeah. Now, then what happens, and this just happened in the training class we were, you guys were just in, that you two were just teaching, and someone said, hey, this is a great idea for a brochure. Eh, don't do it in a brochure. The, that's the problem. As soon as you do it in a brochure, it loses its creativity, and you lose that engagement. People just look at it. Okay. So the trick here is to learn to, and you have to practice this or you'll fall on your face, learn to articulate your story in a picture that you create live in front of somebody. Yeah. The other thing that occurs, and this was interesting too, uh, 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 one of my clients in Atlanta did this where he would – he would say, write something down here. So, you know, I'm, I'll make an assumption, Bill. I, I don't know for sure that, you know, from a growth rate, uh, if you were, you know, 17%, you need to get to 20, that you would actually take the pencil for me, say, no, no, actually, you know, we're probably more like this and this. And now we're doing it together. Yeah, yeah. It's a very, very interesting thing. Um, yet yesterday at a client, uh, I showed them this little story and I, and I t- said, okay, let's just tell the story of your company. So this is a timeline now. And all of a sudden, this is. Uh, up here, you know, we started in 1986. There were four people, 
I write down four little boys here. They're all men. So, And I write this little picture, you see. And I, so I say, I started in 1986. There were four guys. As I'm telling this, I'm just telling the story. Brooke's giving me the move it this way. Sign. She's doing well, though. Uh, in 19, I'm just telling, this is a story. It takes on a whole different feeling as I draw it out for people than when I just say it out loud. Use a different part of your brain. It's engaging. It's interesting. And I just think this is uh, the wave of the future. Pencil and a blank piece of paper. Yeah, I think it's Sorry, good. designers. 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 <laughs> I love that. You know what else I think that does is uh, it forces you to have a picture of your business. Yes. And if you don't, if you if you can't draw it, and I think the first time you start, you start with a blank page, and I think you're going to struggle with it. But yep. that would be a good assignment for the next podcast is yep. for everyone listening to take out a blank piece of paper or two, a number two pencil, number three, number three, four, number four, whatever, <laughs> and draw it. And you're going to struggle with it. But as you start to say, okay, what is our company? And I would always look at, um, you know, in a way, in a way that center section there is commodity. Yeah. And everybody in their business has a commodity nature to what they do. Um, we, we, you know, the, the guy who installs carpet, the commodity is the carpet. It's the yeah, fibers. Right. It's, but there's so much more than that. And so even just as Brooke pulls focus there away, it's sort of the same thing. Can you pull focus away from the commodity nature of what you do and give it a bigger perspective and say, yeah. these are the different areas that this little commodity value here affects, whether it's the financial organ part of the organization or your customer service part. I think we all have a very limited focus and narrow look at what we do and the value we bring companies. And so this picture thing really helps you do that. As I enhance your idea again. You so if someone sells carpet and we're thinking about drawing a picture to describe what we do or how we see the world, you know, in the middle is the, the, the commodity side. Uh, oh, sorry, down or up. Uh, carpet is carpet, right? And you've got Monsanto and I've got Monsanto. And then outside of here, this next ring of value is um, – yeah, the what added value. So you'd say we get it, we get it installed right the first time. We're on time. All those sorts of things. And a lot of most companies now hover in the second ring. We tend to hover in this third ring, and this is where we bring things like education and design. For instance, if you want to be, if you've got some green initiative in your building, then we come and educate you on what you need to be looking for if you're going to be environmentally friendly as it pertains to carpet. Uh, we also have relationships with designers that will come in and start to to match uh, carpet uh, feel and things to uh, drapes and whatever else. So, yeah, drapes. Brooks laughing because I said drapes. Blinds. Um, what you, would you, you like you us get, to say you there? You get the idea. <laughs> you get the idea, right? That you draw a Color picture schemes. and it starts to really, really uh, take a different form than if you just set it. Yeah. That's the point. And you draw it. You don't show them something. You show them something, they glaze over again. You're like, oh, here's another freaking PowerPoint from another salesperson. Yeah. It's yeah. not real. So that's good. So uh, try that over the picture. next week or so. Yeah. Uh, just give it a shot. And um, we'll talk about that more. Email us at listener at advanced selling podcast if you want to hear more about the picture of the drawing lessons that Brian is giving. Yeah. And by that time, by next week, you might be a little bit better at drawing. You know what I'd like I, to I know see? I'm going to start drawing I, left-handed so that I can actually match take me. part in this. I, I would love to see, and that, we've got some technically savvy clients that listen to this, or uh, listeners to the Advanced Selling Podcast. If people want to take a stab at drawing their value and uh, scanning oh, it yeah. and putting in a PDF form and yeah. emailing it to us at listener at advancedsellingpodcast.com, I'd love to show next That's time. That's a great idea. You, so a you draw idea. your picture. You scan it, email it to us in a PDF form, and we'll print a couple out, and then we'll show yeah. them. We'll have a little slide. Don't send it to time. a designer and have them do it. No, it's got to be hand drawn. Yeah, hand drawn. Yep. That's what we want to see here. Uh, Listener at advancedsellingpodcast.com to do that. See you next time. Bye. Bye. This has been the Advanced Selling Podcast presented by Kasky Achievement Strategies, Indianapolis. 
Join us each time we record a new podcast by going to BillKasky.com or to iTunes.